0: Um, I personally think that women, as soon as they're ready to conceive, should just go out and do this similar to their partners, should do a sperm test. I think it's just so common. Infertility is so common that the sooner that you can get some of these screening things done and into the doctor, if that's what it requires, The better. Um, We call it like a pit of despair where it's like, okay, I'm just going to use this free app that I got downloaded on my phone. It's going to arbitrate. It uses the calendar and tells me, you know, this is my fertile window. They have intercourse during that window. They don't conceive and they just get more frustrated and frustrated. Then when they go to the doctor, they're shelling out way more money because they're so frustrated and they're so depressed at their situation that I would love, you know, a couple hundred dollars to get some screening done, you know, see what your cards are holding, get to the doctor sooner, um, and kind of be more in control of the journey, I think has helped a lot of couples.
1: Clinton, you ready? You You got good Wi-Fi?
2: um i think it's better i think it's better all
1: right check it out I, that's a nice painting that's a nice painting you have in the back is that your wife's my wife's office,
2: office. yeah it
1: looks a my wife's and
2: my wife is an, um, an OBGYN, so this is more up her alley i i have to be honest i know nothing about ovulation and uh, female hormones so i'm gonna sound like an idiot I At least Sh- I read
1: up ahead. I had to review some med school textbooks in the back just to remember uh what happens with estrogen and progesterone, you know, like just, just to remind myself.
2: <laughs> so you're gonna have to educate us.
1: So you don't don't look Don't look too dumb.
2: All about ovulation. So um welcome back to Recommended Daily Dose. I am Dr. Clinton Coleman, along with the incomparable, impetuous, impregnable Dr. Suraj Sugar. So this Impregnable. That's oh, from Tyson, good to be back remember? with you all. Yes, yes, and it's relevant to what we're going to be talking about. He, he used to say it? All impregnable.
1: You have to do yes. it. You have to say it with a lip, like, like, uh, like good old Iron Mike used to say.
2: So this is a new one for us. It's all about ovulation and fertility. We have the wonderful Dr. Amy Beckley. She is a woman's health expert and founder and CEO of Prove, the first and only FDA-cleared rapid test to confirm ovulation at home. So we're going to get into all the nitty-gritty. We're going to talk about her personal story, all about women's health, and figure out if we can uh, spread the good word. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for
1: joining us from uh, snowy Denver. So maybe you can just take a minute and a little background about... um, how you came with this company and then and I understand this is a very personal story for you. So maybe you Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so very early in life I loved the medical field. Um, I was 16, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Um, and I had a fantastic doctor who went above and beyond and said, Hey, let's get this MRI. Um, and just didn't say, Oh, let's just give this teenager migraine meds. Um, and so forever grateful for that opportunity. And I said, I want to be that doctor that goes the extra mile that kind of, you know, thinks, you know, outside the box and tries to be like, you know, I don't know. You guys remember house that TV show, like those kind of things. Anyways, I went to meds, uh, pre-med and I, um, got an EMT license and I was training to be a paramedic. And one of the things I had to do was volunteer in ER and, um, I had to hold. Hold the hand while they were giving stitches. Different. I very quickly learned I do not do well with needles. So,
1: <laughs> well, maybe a, maybe a different career choice. I mean,
0: yes, yes, different career choice. Um, but I love science. Yeah. And so my roommate at the time got me a job at a tech company, and we started researching how drugs work. And I thought that was just amazing to just understand how everything worked, how a therapeutic could cure cancer, what it was doing, what the mechanism action. Sure. And so that's where my passion turned was, you know, science. And I was like, I can do my contribution to medical field, but by doing science. um, So I got my PhD in pharmacology, did a little breast cancer research, um, did a little vaccine research and uh, got married, got a house, got a dog, moved to a nice neighborhood, that whole, you know, whole nine next thing. Sounds like
2: Dr. Slugger.
1: I, I, my dog his name is Otis and Otis. I love him. I, I, just since it's Valentine's Day, I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I I love my wife too, but I do love it. We do love Otis. So.
2: You love an <laughs> old black man dog named Otis.
1: He's from
0: Tennessee,
1: and that's, that's the name he came with. And when we saw him, he looked like an
0: Otis. And uh, well, my sister-in-law song, has a so. dog named it's, Otis, but it's a girl dog. Oh,
1: oh is that right? That's interesting.
0: Yeah, now that's
1: mm-hmm. a new one, Clinton. You want to
2: comment on that? I, uh, that's a I have, I
0: have no. Well, she had him that. since she was such a little puppy and they, she couldn't tell it was a boy dog and so oh. or a girl dog she thought it was a boy dog and so she named uh, it oh so it. she
1: named it think it was a male and
0: a, yeah yeah
2: sorry we got sidetracked well, so the, you were so sorry you were, yeah. You were <laughs> saying
1: yeah <laughs> that's funny we, we get sidetracked a lot in the show
0: yeah so so we decided to try for a family it did not come easy instead i just have I kept having miscarriages I got all the testing done. I was unexplained and fertile, told that, you know, IVF was my only option. Um, Did that, have a son um, after my second round of IVF. Um, His name is Cash. We tease him because he took all of our cash. (laughs) Cash. Um, IVF is not cheap. It's probably all in $40,000, $45,000. And then when I went to have my second child, I said, you know what? I am going, I'm a scientist. I, you know, for a living, I can try to figure out what's wrong with me. And so I went back into my doctor, reproductive endocrinologist living in North Carolina at the time. And I said, all right, dude, you talk medicine. Let's I'll talk science. Let's have conversations. Let's figure out what we're missing, you know, because I kept getting pregnant. I kept losing the pregnancy and something was going undiagnosed. Um, And so we focused on this idea of ovulation where, um, you know, typically people think of ovulation as, you know, just the release of an egg, the egg gets fertilized, you get pregnant. Obviously, I was releasing the egg, I was timing intercourse correctly, we were getting pregnant, but I kept losing the pregnancy. And so if you look back in the books, right, ovulation is more than just the release of an egg. It's also preparing the body and the uterus for implantation and pregnancy. And So I said, all right, so we know that I'm getting pregnant. We know that I'm not staying pregnant. What are the hormones involved in you know preparing the uterus for for pregnancy? And it was estrogen in the first half, which like creates a nice thick lining so that it can like be a, a nice bed for the for the embryo. Yeah. Um, and then the second hormone was progesterone. And so progesterone is what is makes it receptive, makes it sticky so that it implants, and it thrives that entire nine months. And I said, well, I have a lot of spotting. In my period, um, my luteal phase, so the time from when, you know, my my ovulation test turns positive to when my next cycle started was very short. Could I have a progesterone deficiency? Um, You know, as part of IVF, I'm given progesterone. They're very nice shots right in the keister. Mm -hmm. Um, Very not, not very uh, pleasant. So I remember them quite well. Um, Can I just have the progesterone to conceive naturally have the progesterone support after and it was like, well, sure. I mean, it's a natural hormone. We do it through IVF. I don't know if it's going to work, but we can try it. Um, And that solved my issue. And so I have a nine year old, we call her my progesterone miracle. And the whole thing that we were missing was a single blood test would tell me, yes, you did ovulate, you did release the egg but it wasn't confirming that I had that sustained level of progesterone saying that I had a good ovulation. I had a, not only did I release the egg, but that my uterus was this nice environment for implantation. It was accepted
1: for uh, maintaining a a pregnancy. Exactly. I want to ask one question question because it was very helpful for you to just describe that. I mean, it's not only medical listeners that we have, but we have, you know, general public, certainly us, but then um, of course, one would ask the question, you know, before IVF, would they just test someone for progesterone levels? And I think you're saying that, no, it's not routine. Well, they did.
0: And I, and, and it's, so it's non-diagnostic. So basically, you know, I had a progesterone draw and it showed that I had adequate levels, but what was happening, it was dropping too soon. So if you think about your cycle and ovulation, when you fertilize the egg, it has to go all the way through the fallopian tube to the uterus to implant. Right. And if there's not enough time to make that journey and your, your uh, hormones drop too soon, that starts the new cycle. Your uterine lining starts to slough off and you get your next cycle. <laughs> yeah. So, practically speaking, you can do it one time right. in a blood draw um and so what we what we do you know what i invented was a urine based test where you could do it 4 days in a row and you can look at sustained elevated levels throughout this implantation window to say was it a healthy ovulation do you have levels that remain high so
1: how does that differ from what um i know there's different methodologies people look at in terms of just getting pregnant what you're talking about not just getting pregnant but, but sustaining um but can you just go over the science of, you know, temperature, uh, cervical, mucosal thickening, whatever, you know, how, how does that differ from what is available currently on the market or methodologies that people use when they're trying to get uh, pregnant?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I did all those things. Um, so I was tracking my temperature, temperature um, right. and I almost felt like it was a disservice to me because again, people think ovulation is a yes or no. Right. right. And so, um, cervical mucus is what happens when you have um, a mature follicle and you have a lot of estrogen, it tells you you're fertile. That helps the sperm survive in the reproductive tract um, for a long period of time. So, it tells you when you're fertile, when you should have intercourse. Um, the temperature shift. So, after you do ovulate, you release progesterone, which causes a little bit of a thermal shift in your temperature where you can track that and say, yes, I have ovulated. And so, I would go into the doctor and say, Oh yeah, I've ovulated. And they do the progesterone job. Oh yeah, you ovulated. But not all ovulation is created equal, right? It's just like not all eggs are good. eggs. You have, you know, poor egg quality. You can have poor ovulation quality. Right. Um, and so it's really, it's, it's one of those things where we can't just say yes or no. It's like sperm. It, Yes, it takes just one, but if you have a low count or if you have a non-modal count, you have a less chance of conception. Well, if you don't have sustained elevated progesterone levels after ovulation, you have a lesser chance of pregnancy. We actually did a clinical study last year that shows that it's an eightfold increase in pregnancy rates when you have that sustained elevated progesterone levels. Um, And if they're not elevated and you do get pregnant, it's almost a 90% miscarriage rate wow
2: so is there absolutely. any utility to using like the ovulation calendars and the apps and calculators yeah and stuff?
0: Okay. yeah it's absolutely it's for timing intercourse so you can you know True. that is for fertilization which absolutely is important we're talking more about okay maintaining
1: like, sustaining a, a successful implant and then carrying it through right? yes
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that, I addition to yeah.
1: yeah and so now so you're saying they may draw a bracelet. Someone may uh, go to a reproductive endocrinologist or, and even before IVF, they may get a progesterone level initially and say, well, it's adequate. But then they're not necessarily um, looking at progesterone levels across a, a cross-section of time. Is that right? Correct. Uh uh-huh. But I think what she's saying, or correct me if I'm wrong, is that once you're fertilized and you have this test, you can then increase your chances uh, of preventing a miscarriage by ascertaining, okay, after implantation or shortly after fertilization, progesterone levels drop. And then these would be people that would benefit from, um, progesterone, uh, injections. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that or ovulation induction. So medications like Clomid and Letrozole that induce a stronger ovulation. I see. I see. Um, yeah. So, I mean, basically what it, it is, is it figures out if you have an issue with ovulation because problems with ovulation are the leading cause of infertility. Right. Um, And so we're just helping define what that issue is. Are they not ovulating at all? Was it kind of a weak ovulation? Will they benefit from ovulation induction medications? And then you can use this to say, are the medications working or do we need to change your dosages?
1: Do those ovulation, so those ovulation medication, uh, inducing medications then uh, command a stronger progesterone response? Is that right? That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like one of the biggest um, user bases we have. Well, we have two user bases. One of them is um, women with PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. syndrome. Um, Basically, they have a dysregulation in their hormones, and their their brains and their ovaries are pumping out hormone, and their ovaries are just like I don't know what to do. Right? It's like when you know people are screaming at you all the time. You kind of shut your ears off. You're like,
1: it's like when Clinton talks to me sometimes. I shut all the time.
0: I I, I understand. (laughs) Right, and so. They'll sometimes they'll ovulate, they release of the egg, but it's not a very high progesterone-producing ovulation, mm-hmm. and they have issues. And so they say, okay, well, let's help you induce a stronger ovulation. Let's give you some letrozole, um, uh, which is um, Femara. It's the generic of Femara um, early in the cycle, and what that does is it blocks endogenous estrogen, so it helps quiet the ovaries, and then it can help stimulate the body to ovulate.
2: Is there any benefit for women who don't have uh, fertility issues to actually, um, I guess, uh, um, find the optimal time when they're ovulating for, I guess, the most you know beneficial part of pregnancy? Or is this mostly for people who have trouble conceiving?
0: Um, you know, we think it's a screening tool. Um, I personally think that women, as soon as they're ready to conceive, should just go out and do this similar to their partner should do a sperm test. I think it's just so common. Infertility is so common that the sooner that you can get some of these screening things done and into the doctor, if that's what it requires, the better. Um, We call it like a pit of despair where it's like, okay, I'm just going to use this free app that I got downloaded on my phone. It's going to arbitrate. It it uses the calendar. It tells me, you know, this is my fertile window. They have intercourse during that window. They don't conceive and they just get more frustrated and frustrated. Then when they go to the doctor, they're shelling out way more money because they're so frustrated and they're so depressed at their situation that I would love, you know, a couple hundred dollars to get some screening done. You know, see what your cards are holding, get to the doctor sooner um, and kind of be more in control of the journey, I think has helped a lot of couples.
1: So and so is this this is obviously making this test. um. And so you a urine-based test at home. Um, and I was reading, uh, you can order on Amazon, is that right?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: You're on Amazon. So, so you're basically taking this technology and making it widely accessible to the masses. Is this something that uh, that a reproductive endocrinologist or a um, you know uh, a reproductive OBGYN or what have you um, may do? But the idea is that this is able to be done make it more accessible to more people that don't always have access to healthcare or uh, I'm assuming it's a much more cost-effective way, right? As opposed to to, to either waiting all that time and then finally saying, uh, resigning yourself, yes, I need to go see an IVF or or fertility specialist, what have you.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like, there's arbitrary time limits on things. So, you know, when I was going through it back in 2008, it was, you have to be trying 12 months and you've had to have had three or more miscarriages. I mean, that's, that's insane, right? So, you know, our idea is to get her in the door to get that further diagnosis by the physician. And a lot of times, um, you know, the medications that solve ovulation issues can be prescribed by OBGYNs. 50% of the OBGYNs we talk to say they prescribe these medications regularly. There's a really good chance that you don't need an RE and a regular OB that's covered under your health insurance with a $10 $10 copay medication after you bought a $30 test kit on Amazon, which is mm-hmm. a way better solution than waiting years and then, you know, doing, emptying your savings account into uh, an IVF procedure.
1: So are you, well, first of all, you know, congratulations on success. I mean, uh, you know, you've been written up in a lot of major uh, publications. You're on Amazon. Uh, I was reading even target. Is that right? Or target online or is that the,
0: um if you this,
1: it well or once you're on amazon it doesn't matter that you, you're you're accessible to everybody
0: well if this if this episode airs in march we will be at target yes
1: <laughs> target yay target, we, we like to call it target it's a little bit more fancy and
0: uh
2: <laughs> that, so have you gotten any feedback like like personal stories that um
0: Oh, absolutely! I mean, people are just so thankful that this is accessible. Mm. They feel like they're not heard. They feel because it means it's like standard healthcare is you're not defined as infertile until twelve months. So right, it's like women are like, I don't want to wait that that long, right. right? My my clock's ticking. I would rather yeah. you know. So just enabling them to kind of have that information and start that conversation sooner. Um, has been life changing for so many, so many couples. We talked. I think about. I was reading
1: on uh, maybe it was an article about you in Forbes. Or I think somewhere else, but uh, you were saying that some of these arbitrary timelines, uh, uh, you know, jokingly, I think you said must have been invented by men, right? Because of course, yeah. it's easy for them to say, well, wait until you this amount of time, but then all the emotional and physical uh, and 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 just social, uh, uh, you know, devastation trauma. or trauma, right?
0: Well, or, yeah. I mean, they've three, done three, studies or wait, three,
1: or wait for three miscarriages. I mean, but that that that's 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 devastating. You know, one miscarriage is devastating. So
0: yeah, I mean, they, it they does see.
1: seem very arbitrary. I mean, I'm sure it's based on statistics and things like
0: that. Uh, it no, really it's
2: matter. it's probably based on epidemiology and cost savings purposes. Was there some of that
1: as well? Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing some studies where you know, 87 percent of women who are infertile have depression and they've right. had suicidal thoughts and like miscarriage is devastating like you take cancer diagnosis and you put infertility diagnosis they're like head to head as how extreme it is how it like and so anything we can do to you know just have that earlier screening um i you know i say you know you might be a healthy person but if you take a test and you show your a1c is elevated and you take that to your doctor they're not going to be like yeah i'm sorry you haven't had diabetes long enough. Um, we're going to wait a little while. Right. And so it's just having the right information to say, Hey, I haven't been trying that long, but I have this, that it could be an issue. Can we like do some additional testing? Can we figure this out? Um, you know, so it's just about, you know, in starting that conversation and and providing tools to help, you know, couples conceive.
1: You know, I wanted to ask was, you know, so you're taking from a business point of view, or you found this uh, a deficit in 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 medicine and came up with this great business idea that obviously is uh, able to help a lot of people. You know, one of the hats I wear is uh, I'm involved with a lot of clinical research or, or institution. Um, so how do you validate a test? Like, or, how, or can you just talk us through just very broadly how you take a concept and idea and then bring it to market? And then what are the, the basics of Uh, you know being in in medicine and science that how you get this validated and 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 then uh, accepted is so you know this is not um you know clinton takes all this uh kind of stuff you you know as seen on tv to have that nice hair but you know this is just stuff that people are putting out in the market like you know you're talking stuff and partnering with other uh, physicians and obgyns and things so how does how i'm just fascinated how that would have come from an idea and then come to market and then what was that process along the way
0: Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. Um, I'm just a scientist. Um, I don't know anybody famous. I'm not a doctor. Um, And I just had this issue and I said, you know what would be so cool if we had an at-home test that could do this screening? And so myself and another um, woman who also did IVF to conceive her son Started a crowdfunding campaign. Hmm. We went on upwork, we got a $50 logo, we put this idea together, we ordered some reagents online. I did proof of concept stuff in my basement, and we just put it online. We're like, hey, this is our idea. If you think it's a good idea, buy it and then we'll make it. Right. That was just basically the premise. Um and so we did like we we got um funded within 48 hours. And was um got all the money. And this money is just through up,
1: I mean like like crowdfunding just just literally private uh investors and, and through No, it
0: wasn't even equity. It was um Indiegogo was a platform. So it's like Kickstarter, Kickstarter but yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You a small note, you cannot make a medical device on Kickstarter, but you can Indiegogo. That
1: mm. was <laughs> no, good to know, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, we we would pre-sell the test. We say, you know, donate to our campaign, and in return, we'll give you the first tests um, that come off the line. Um, we got 287 backers uh, within 48 hours. We got enough money to do our prototypes. Um, and then, being a scientist, I was like, hmm, what can what can we do with these women who want this tech? It um, started an IRB, um, mm-hmm. and just you know, said, hey, this is optional if you want to. In- included in the IRB. We got enough participants from those backers um, to do the study, and we did all the validation work um, with them. We went through a couple different prototypes just to make sure that it was um, a good product.
1: Did you partner with a lab in the area? I mean, is this all in the basement, you know, or is this, did you partner with a lab or a biotech company or your own company or
0: something working with? Yeah, no, <laughs> that, then that part was not in my basement. I
1: figured
0: that. Um, yeah, we use contract manufacturer. She grew outside the basement. FDA, yeah, 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 yeah. FDA yeah. registered CGMPs. So, like, basically, what we did is we went on FDA.gov and we we're like, what do you need to do to make a medical device? And we just read the rules, right? You read, you read the regulations. What do you have to do? And we just followed it. And so we didn't have FDA breadstrain CGMPs, whatever. And so we found. Them, and then we paid them to make
1: it. Contract organization, right? Yeah. And then, but you had to sell the idea, speak that, right? And that, that went well. That I mean, obviously went well. But how do you prepare for that? That you go to a, the CMO, um contract manufacturing organization, and say, "Look, we have this idea, and would you like to partner?" They're with just or, a vendor. They're just they're a vend- they will just do it. They're a vendor. Yeah. They'll do it yeah. regardless. This is what that, I right?
0: need to make. Here's here's what you need to do. How much is it going to cost? And then, I mean, mm-hmm. we talked to a bunch of people, and then we found one and. Made it,
2: <laughs> Have there been any studies uh, comparing uh, right. fertility rates or I guess conception rates with the traditional method versus this new method?
0: Um, yeah, we've done a few studies. Um, the first study we did was comparing it to a progesterone blood draw just to say that okay. yes, we can confirm right. ovulation with urine. Yes um, so did that. that was fine. Um, and then we did it conjunction with like a fertility test, like a clear blue. Um, ovulation test, we would show that it's negative and then you get your clear blue, you know, peak fertility ovulation time. And then our test turned positive, you know, how many days after that did it turn positive? So we show that yes, progesterone is only going up after ovulation. Um, and then we did a study with um, looking at the PDG levels, which is this progesterone metabolite in urine over the implantation window. And if it was a negative cycle, that's pregnancy rate. If it's a positive cycle, what's well, a pregnancy rate? But the pregnancy rate um, in a negative cycle, so when PDG levels were low below this certain threshold, um, it was only 14%, but then if PDG levels were high, that pregnancy rate jumped up to like 89%. And so there's a huge um, increase of pregnancy chances when you have high PDG after a positive ovulation test result or a positive LH surge. Um, we've, we've, that was kind of our gen one was just doing that one product. Um, that was back in 2017 that we launched it. Um, we just recently last yeah, last year came out with a new product called complete and it monitors all the hormones across the entire cycle to give a complete picture of the cycle. So we do everything from getting an ovarian reserve, um, quick screening for PCOS, Um, find the full fertile window. So we see that rise in estrogen to open the window. And then we see the rise in um, progesterone to close the fertile window. Then we look at the luteal phase health and say, okay, was it a successful ovulation? Do you have sustained progesterone after ovulation? And we put it all together in a nice report. And that helps women flag issues to their physicians and say, Hey, maybe my ovarian reserve is getting low. Let's, you know, let's talk about this. Um, Maybe I'm not timing intercourse correctly. Or maybe I have an ovulation issue. And so it's like the most common causes of infertility in a woman. one oh, right. It's under a hundred bucks where it's just, you know, it's knock them out. Let's figure out, you know, it's quick screening method to get her to that doctor. If she needs help.
2: Yeah. I think women's health is such a natural vector for patient empowerment that, um, you know, it's amazing that, you know, the products like this are, are available it's also it's also sad that it's been so long and so many people had to suffer, um, yeah, that's what know, I was trying to go through know, this stuff.
1: It's almost like you can't believe that something like this, right. or the idea, not existed before. You
0: know? Well, yeah. So that's the funny story. Is I, you know, I, I figured out with my daughter that it was a progesterone issue, and I needed a better ovulation. Yeah. To have her. And then I started thinking, well, we just make an at-home progesterone test. Like, why has that not been invented before? And so I went in and, you know, being a researcher, looked at PubMed, looked at all the publications. And there was this one from 2013 that was like, yeah, and they validated this marker and like all this stuff. And they're like, all we have to do is make a home test, period. And so I emailed the author. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this was like six years ago. Where's this test? Like, what's going on? Um, and they said it was a business decision to drop it because they didn't, someone told them that women didn't need this information. Mm. Um, I mean, it's different times, of course, but I was like, okay, well, and then that, I mean, so we formed the company and they, the the product is called prove, but the company name is MFB fertility, which is my fabulous basement. And oh. it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Ain't no one else going to do it. I'm going to go in my basement. I'm going to do it myself.
2: Amen. amen
1: that's a great story and uh what is it well, basically being used for now now it's a nursery or you're still making other things to come to market in, in years uh
0: that's where my peloton is
1: <laughs> who's your favorite peloton instructor
0: cody rigsby hands down uh,
1: that's every hey no i know people like him i i uh well i know he's a lot of fun and i know um clinton likes him he does the jazz hands work exercise yes um, i like and that was the name um uh oh my god uh
2: toussaint,
1: toussaint. he is uh, the, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, exactly exactly and i like some of the um other ones that do like some of them like dennis wharton as well um
0: yeah i like uh, alex his club banger ones are fun they're very good alex
1: Tousant. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he has these great sayings you know i i now i'm forgetting i'm trying to think of all the sayings but like all these, yeah
0: you woke up time to celebrate
1: yeah yeah all those like positive but really strong positive sayings um uh, that I like to say to myself in the mirror when I get up in the morning. Just
2: look to, at you; know, you're so inspired. That's confirm so
1: my day.
2: <laughs> so, what is the
1: future of? of wait. wait I have a qu- wait. I have a question. question. What, what, what
2: would what okay. would happen if we measured Doctor Sagar's uh, progesterone? Like, would, <laughs> I would, I it would be? Will we find <laughs> a, <with laughs> the optimal <laughs> window for him?
1: <laughs> no. Um, I could use a little testosterone up here. I probably just to keep that. Uh, whatever hair I have left, but what is the future now? I mean, what are you, are you, you, you have shown clearly that kind of like a homegrown idea can be taken from a proof of concept to market. Um, well, 1st let let's start off with you You're on Amazon. Where, where can people find you? I mean, your products, as well as your your uh, presence on the internet and beyond.
0: Yeah. So the biggest resource is our website, uh, ProveTest, dot com. Um, sign up for email. There's a bunch of blogs, lots of content. One of our pillars is education. We want to make sure that women have the education. Um, we sell both female fertility and male fertility tests on our site. Mm. Um, we think that women take most of the burden when male fertility is half the equation. Um, and so we have a really cool hers and his screening kit. It's, I think it's 159, but it covers all the basis men and women, um includes pregnancy tests it's a really cool kind of like starter kit um we're on amazon we're on amazon prime we realize when you want to test you want to test sometimes you need to get it there quick um We are launching in. Um, prime Ranger can weekend. be dangerous. I, prime can be
1: dangerous. The amount of boxes that show up at our house every
0: day. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I feel bad because I order one item at a time, and it's like every day I have some kind of box.
1: But that's wasteful. You it's should bad. say save them up and ship them as, as least amount of containers as possible, and you get yourself. Do, a good
0: do you know Colorado solution to that? Every order you make, it's twenty-seven cent handling fee. They like they're taxing each All they're taxing me, it's like
1: environmental tax to almost like, yeah,
0: yeah, I guess what it is. So like if you forgot on your Amazon order, it's another 27 cents, you're like,
1: Ugh. yeah, <laughs> that can add up, though. That, that's the thing it's for sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like at the grocery store. Now it's 10 cents to have bags. And so you better not forget your bags. I, mean, I, I
1: keep in my car. Yeah. Yeah. So Amazon
0: I will Amazon.
2: walk out with my grapes and milk. <laughs> I, I don't care
1: to save 10 cents
2: how dare you charge me almost like
1: with amazon amazon prime do you need to be in big box stores but you're saying target uh in mm-hmm. march is that right another yeah mm-hmm. so i think having physical spaces is, is probably very big and then do you partner with any physicians or clinics or reproductive health clinics or, or things like that that um or is that something you're looking at or
0: Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of education on the clinical side, and so we reach out to OBs. We go to um, like um, ACOG, which is um, yeah, that's
1: what I was gonna yeah
0: yeah ASRM. We have a booth. We educate so that that physicians have the information. So if their patient comes in with it. We also have handouts to give to, to patients to bring to their doctor to educate them about the the test.
1: Yeah,
0: um, We also have virtual fertility clinics that we work with. So if they live in a rural part of town, if they work with a doctor who just refuses to, you know, talk to them before 12 months or whatever, um, right. we have resources that can do virtual fertility care. So it's all about, you know, providing the resources, not only get tested, but also lead into the actual treatment.
1: Amazing. Well, that, that's fantastic. And I'll just close. Then. I, know I feel
2: so much out. smarter today than I did that's right. well, yesterday. See, I, I did wow. History.
1: But I will say that, you know, we're on the East Coast. And I think sometimes you get assumed living in the big cities, the New York tri- Metro, you know, in our example, you have this whole host of... of uh, um, medical specialties, you know, um, almost at your fingertips. I mean, everything is very close by. You have huge academic centers. But most of the United States is not like that. And I think we sometimes forget that uh, access to health care, how, um, how that can be so limiting. And for example, someone said like 80% of all counties in the United States don't have an ID doctor, you know. Uh, we're here, Clinton is very lucky to have me, uh, you know, to call uh, when he needs some help in the infectious disease world. But all kidding aside, I think that what you're doing here is is making this very, um, elegant, uh, uh, testing and, 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 powerful knowledge, uh, available to everyone. And, um, it's a cliche, but knowledge is power, you know, and, and um, and, uh, we really thank you for coming on and ex- explaining everything to us. Um, cause we had, it's a, it's a primer for us to re- kind of remember reproductive health and, um, but it's fascinating. And also just the idea of how you, this came, uh, from the basement to Amazon, Amazon prime and proof of concept and, a very, I'm sure, very successful business model that will continue to have success is very inspiring. So, thank you for sharing your story very much.
0: No, thanks for having me and let me share the story. Thank
1: you. So, Clint's going to take it home, but um, you we know, I to take it anywhere. We'll look we'll, we'll 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 m- forward to checking you out online and supporting you in any way they can. So, yes, just come the back website is
2: Prove it. Testos, P R O O V. I guess that's a play on ovulation, right?
0: It's. Progesterone ovulation.
2: Oh, so PR Oh, I didn't even, I didn't pick that up the first time. So P-R-O-O-V-Test.com